Okay, we are in Sefer Yecheskel, Perik Kofches, by Yehi Devar Hashem Eli Lemor. And this will be the third straight Perik, focusing on the prophecies against Seor, Tyre, where King Hiram of Tyre as we know, had a legendary place in the history of B'nai Yisrael. We know that Hiram, as we've said, constructed David's palace as a gift to him. He also provided the materials, the labor, the craftsmen for King Solomon's uh, construction of the base Hamikdash. He was a legendary hero. And so the question, of course, is why is this three parrots devoted to the destruction of Tyre, where the Kaddish Baruch Hu's anger will be visited on Tyre, especially when we've seen that countries like Ammon, Moab, Plishtim are condensed into one parrot. And that could be the very reason, because they were such a friend they were such a powerful ally with Shomo, and what happened in their alliance, they formed a giant commercial economic cartel that spread from the Mideast all the way across Europe, literally to Spain. They controlled the seas, they controlled the merchandise, they brought spices from Africa, textiles from Europe, and it was a major business and that Seor kind of resented its second place status. So when Israel was exiled, the Beis Hamikdash destroyed, Seor was delighted that now they were going to have the economic day in the sun as the leading commercial power in the world. And this is what might have been the reason for their destruction and the dwelling so uh, quantitatively on their destruction. In any case, uh, the Navi begins by and he is speaking to Seor, Ben Adam, Yecheskel, Emor Lenigid Sor, Koamar Hashem Elokim, Yan Gova Libcha, Batomer Elani Moshu Elohim, Yoshafta Belev Yamim, Let's explain that. Tell the Nagid of Tsar, that would be the leader of Tsar. We're going to see later in Pasuk Yudalah, it switches the Melech of Tsar, and that invites a lot of commentary. What is the difference between the leader of Tsar and the king of Tsar? Some of Farshim say it's one and the same. Some it says that after Hiram died, he was irreplaceable, and so they had leaders instead of kings. But in either case, this is directed towards the leadership of Tsar. Could be the king, could be the um, political power structure. So tell them, says the Kaddish Baruch Hu, Yan Gavo Libcha, because your heart became so arrogant Batomer Elani, you said to yourself, I am a god. 
Moshe Elohim Yashaki Belev Yamim, I sit on the throne as a God in the heart of the sea. What does that mean? The Medrash tells us, Rashi tells us, that the king constructed a seven-level platform of thrones in the sea where he occupied the highest one as if he were a god and dwelled on the heights of the sea, showing he didn't need the lands, he didn't need produce, he, didn't, he was king of his own domain. It was a colossal arrogance. Uh, and you dwelt on top of the seas, Vatadam, you're a man, you're human, below El, you're not a god. But you gave your heart over as if you were a god. You began to believe you were a deity. Says the Navi almost sarcastically, are you smarter than Daniel? That there is no secret that is hidden from you. And of course, this is referring contemporaneously to Daniel, who was one of Nebuchadnezzar's top advisors. And as Rashi tells us, so brilliant was he in solving Nebuchadnezzar's dreams and his problems, Nebuchadnezzar wanted to make a god of him, designate him as a deity, and Daniel refused. So Daniel, are you smarter than Daniel? You're not. And yet even Daniel saw the folly of declaring himself a god. Yes, with your wisdom and knowledge, you made great wealth for yourself. There is no denying that. You created great gold and wealth in your treasuries. And so using, and this might be sarcastic, because of your perceived great wisdom and your merchandising skills, your salesman skills, you amassed a fortune, and this wealth gave you an arrogance, where you had this arrogance of spirit, being like a rachil, a peddler, connotes perhaps there was a basic dishonesty in your business dealings, but even taking it as shot, yes, you had a talent for amassing great wealth. There's no taking that away from you. Because you gave over your heart to an arrogance, as if now you were a god. I am going to bring foreign nations upon you, a rutsi goyim, a massive nation, and they will unsheathe their swords on the beauty of your wisdom, the hillelujah and the exalted wealth of your splendor that you're going to come up against different nations that are out to kill you and that that may not be enough, your wealth and your business acumen, to withstand being slaughtered by enemies. They are going to lower you to the depths and bury you with your treasures 
at the bottom of the sea that you rule so imperiously over. So, again, a great example coming of, of sarcasm. So when this happens, when they come to kill you, are you going to say, wait, you can't kill me. I'm a god. Um, I am a deity. How can you kill me? You're not. You're a man. Below El Biyod Mechalecha. And there is no godliness in your treasure. Most say Arelim, most you are going to die. The death of Arelim usually means uncircumcised, but it means here of, of the ignorance. You're going to die, Biyad Zorim, in the hands of foreign enemies. Because I have spoken, Nom Hashem Elohim, thus says the Kaddish Baruch Hu. Ben Adam saw Kino Amelech Tzor. Now we've switched to the Negidim, which we've said could be synonymous, or it could be different. It could be, as we said, the Malbin says that after Hiram died, he was irreplaceable. They had to have just plain rulers in his image, or they made an image of Hiram as if he was still alive. By the way, there's an interesting medrash that says Hiram was still alive, that he lived some 500 years into this period, Nebuchadnezzar, from the period of Shlomo and David. And so Sokinah Melator composed a lamentation for the king of Tyre. You have been created, you have been given the seal, as it were, the, the original dye that molds others for wisdom and beauty that was given to you. You wandered in Gan Eden, and that is a medrash, a very famous medrash that the Gemara tells us Hiram was in Gan Eden. They brought him such a tzaddik, was he so good, was he, to Melech David and Melech Shlomo and the Jewish people, that he dwelt in Gan Eden. You were surrounded by every stone, every wealthy sign of, and every trapping of great wealth. Odem Potra Vayolam Tarshishe Shoam the Yashver Sapir Nochech Uvarta Vizaho. These are all kinds of great jewels, wealth, diamonds, gold. Malachas to Pechov and Nikavecha Bach Vayom Havrecha Konanu. Interesting puzzle. But you were created to Pechov and Nikavecha, literally means winds, instruments, and um, timpani, music instruments. Nonetheless, for all this godless, you were created, say the Mephoshim, with Nekavin. You are a human. You have the orifices. You have the need for uh, body functions, digestion, um, excremental functions, like a human. You were born with that. So beside, aside from the great wealth and the great standing, you are, and when it ends, all comes to consideration, you're a human being. And I made you like a krub, like a cherub, 
and I put you with hard kodesh. You walk the stones of the base hamikdash. Hayisa betoch afnei age the stones of fire of the base mikdash. You walked, you strolled, and you were given that privilege. Tamim atar bedrachecha miyom habracha ad nimsa avlasabach. You were tamim. You were innocent in all your ways until I found avlasa. I found sins within you, and the sin is gaiva. It is arrogance. And we have seen that the Mepharsim said the enemy of the Jews always stumble on Gaiva, whether it's Sancheref or Nebuchadnezzar. In the end, their arrogance is the sole seeds of their destruction. And then even in your commercial dealings, in your merchandising, Chamas, that's petty thievery, and you sinned, and I removed you from Har Elohim, and I have taken you away from being surrounded by the Kruvim with the stones of fire, referring to the base Hamikdash. From the arrogance of your heart, from the beauty you held yourself, from the wisdom you thought was your splendor, I have cast you on the earth before other kings, who see you stand exposed before other kings. You are not a god, you are not a deity, you are a plain, vulnerable human being who is now being cast to extinction. Because of your great sins, because of the evil you did, even in your merchandising, how you became corrupt, you were makalel, the mikdash you occupied, the ba'utsi eshmi tokefi, a fire will come out, a chaltich will eat you, that nechla efer al ha'aret I will make you like dust completely consumed by fire in the eyes of all who see you. Everyone who sees you will just be astonished how far you have fallen this once great mighty empire. They are going to be in, in wonderment, in confusion, and you will not survive. There will be nothing left of you, your kingdom. Now, turn your eyes, your prophetic eyes to Sidon. Sidon, we're not sure really what Sidon's Avera was here, but they were a neighbor of Tyre. They may have been a coalition partner, but Seir is next on the list. The Hinoveoleha, prophesy on it. Sidon, I am out to destroy you. And I will be exalted because what I am going to do to destroy you. And it will exalt me because everyone will know this is the justice of the Kaddish Baruch Hu, and I will be sanctified from it. And I will send you dever, pestilence, with dumb blood, 
in your streets and you will die like corpses the sword upon you surrounding you they will know I am the Kaddish Baruch and again we repeat it uh, because it bears repetition Kaddish Baruch keeps using that phrase Kiani Hashem that Yodu Kiani Hashem that that is the end game that we Bnei Yisrael become like Ma'or Hagola a light unto the nations where in the end in the Achris Yomim they will realize yes we are God's chosen people it is God who solely created and runs the universe we are all subjugated to him that is the Yodu Kiani Hashem the Lohia owed Levais Yisrael Silon Mameir Vakots Machiv Mikosuosechem. And now, as we become accustomed, words of Nechama. Lohia owed Levais Yisrael, there will not be Silon, thorns and thistles, Mameir Vakots, Machov Bechotsvivosam, surrounding them, Hashoatimosam, persecuting them, the Yodukiani Hashem Elohim. And they will know then that I am the Kaddish Baruchu. Koamar Hashem Elohim bekabtsias b'nei Yisrael. When I gather b'nei Yisrael, and by the way, this is last part, and the next parak is the Mahtir for Be'era, which the Kaddish Baruch Hu describes the Yitzias Mitzrayim, how Israel will triumph over all the nations. Bekabtsias b'nei Yisrael, I will gather b'nei Yisrael min ha'amim, asher nafotsubam, that they are scattered, the Nishkadashki Bam, I will be sanctified, and then Leineha Goyim, the Yeshuvu Alad Masam, they will be returned to their land, Asher Nasati Laabdi Yaakov, that I gave my servant Yaakov. We have learned that the uh, term my servant is rarely used. Moshe is Abdi Hashem, Yeshua, Obadjah, David, Shlomo, but that's a Abdi Yaakov, with the highest form of accolade that can be bestowed. On a Jewish leader, by Yeshua Alehu Levetach, they will come back to the land Levetach in security. Uvanu Batim, they will build houses. The Natu Kramim, they will plant vineyards. The Yeshua Levetach, the second time Betach is used, that there are two kinds of tranquility and security. Yes, the security from your enemies, and two, the security of Parnassa, of wealth that you will have in tranquility. When I make my judgments, all your enemies will surround you. And again, the Yodu Ani Hashem Elokim. So in the end, you will be gathered, living among great security and great tranquility. And now we're going to turn in the next parrot to Mitzrayim. And after that, we're going to see the rest of Yechezkel is devoted almost to a Bayesh Shlishi, a blueprint of what Bayesh Shlishi will look like. 8.45 a.m. tomorrow, Ad Tan.